Welcome to the Weight Loss for Fertility podcast. When you're trying to get pregnant, whether naturally or with the help of a fertility doctor, weight loss can better your chances of success. I'm Dr. Stephanie Fine, and I help you do just that. Let's go. Hello, fabulous. Today on the Weight Loss for Fertility podcast, we're going to talk about habit change. Now, habit change is a key part of weight loss. If you keep the habits you have now, your weight will continue to do what it's been doing, right? So if that's losing weight and that's what you want, then great, keep it up. But if it's not, then something has to change. That's just sort of a basic thing. Now, my whole premise with how I teach weight loss is that it does not have to be painful. So I don't know, when you hear habit change, do you think painful? Well, it can feel different, (laughs) but it shouldn't be painful. So I like to say it's like learning to write with your left hand if you're right-handed. That's not painful, but it does feel strange. But it's possible with practice. Okay? So you just need to keep practicing until it's automatic, and then, poof, you have a new habit the new habits born. So I want to give an example of what it looks like for a habit change. Um, My clients do this all the time. Things like bring lunch instead of order out, eat lunch at all, (laughs) instead of just getting hungrier and hungrier, which is something, you know, and then there's the over hunger, anything really with the hunger scale, like not eating if you are hungry or eating when you're not hungry. Any of those things can be habits that we can change. Going to sleep earlier, you know, anyway, there's tons of habits that, that, can change that don't feel painful and that make a huge difference. But I want to discuss the nitty gritty detail of what a a habit change can actually look like and how it feels. And so you know, nothing has gone wrong when you're installing new habits in your life, because there is a process, it feels a certain way. And if you're aware of it, it can make it easier. Knowing where you're going usually always brings down our anxiety a little bit. So I'm going to use an example from my life. Okay. You may know that I've lost 50 pounds and I've kept it off for over 14 years now. Hallelujah. I feel very proud of that. It's one of the reasons I can teach it. And one thing I've learned in that time is that I have to remain conscious of my food, not vigilant, not restricted, no deprivation, but aware and conscious of my food. I can't go unconscious. And the reason I can't go unconscious is that when I do, I eventually gain weight, but only every time that's happened. <laughs> so, and I've had 14 years to experiment with that. And I'll tell you the key honestly is awareness. And I look at this awareness, this consciousness around food choices as glasses, like glasses you used to see, you know, glasses you wear on your face. Weight loss is not like antibiotics. Okay. It's not something you do once and then you're done, cured. Even though the diet industry would love for you to think it's like that. <laughs> they really, they sell that, right? I mean, that's a whole other podcast, but the idea that you should, it's your one and done. You just do this. You get the weight off. You go back to the way you were. Nope. It does not work that way. Weight loss is more like glasses. If we have an issue with our eyes, we wear a pair of glasses and we see clearly. We don't wear those glasses for a couple of weeks and then we're cured, right? We wear them to correct the eye issue. 
They're a tool. And when we wear them, we can see. And when we don't, we can't. My hard-won understanding of weight gain for most of us is that if we go unconscious with our food, we eat more than our bodies need. Period. It could be the reason for it could be hormonal, it could be genetic, environment, childhood stuff, a combo of all that stuff. There are some people on the planet who can go unconscious and not gain weight. And those are your naturally thin people. Their systems work tighter than ours. That's my hypothesis. Like their hormone system is tighter. They um, more acutely feel hunger and satiety cues. And those are hormonal. So their system just seems to work uh, the way it's supposed to, I'm putting that in air quotes, who knows, whatever, but it, ha- it helps, helps them be thinner. So yay for them. <laughs> but the rest of us, when we go unconscious with our food, we eat more than our bodies need. Okay, so we need a tool. We need some sort of glasses. And awareness is that tool. You could say having to be aware, but it's like having to wear glasses. I'm just grateful there are glasses in the universe or else I'd be not able to read anything (laughs) at this point. So the fact that we have to be aware or conscious to me isn't a bad thing. I'm just grateful to know it. Okay. And once you know it, there you are. So there are many ways to maintain awareness. And I've talked about some of them on the podcast before. um, And I use them with my clients, very helpful and necessary to maintain weight loss. Okay. So maintaining awareness. And a few months ago, I started noticing some weight creep. Okay. So this is where my habit change comes in. I have systems in place so that I can catch this sort of thing before it gets out of control. That's important, right? So ongoing, again, that's another level of awareness that I know when my body's changing in a way that I don't wish to keep. I can do a podcast about those systems one day, but when I investigated what was going on, I noticed that I was going unconscious with my lunch. I was eating it on the couch in front of the TV, which I had been for a really long time. Um, And it wasn't a problem for a long time, but apparently it started to be. So I watched it for a while and meaning I noticed it, like I paid attention to it and What I started to see is that the TV was distracting me from listening to my body signals. And again, that hadn't been a problem so much, but now it was for some reason. And I would just blow right past my, my full, you know, meter. Um, and then only notice once the show ended. And then I felt full, which is more than I wanted to eat. I want to feel, I want to stop it satisfied because that's what my body needs and I'm happy to give it what it needs. Um, I, I needed to notice what was going on. And the best way that I can do that is without judgment. If I was judging myself, I would never get to the bottom of it. I would never, I I just wouldn't find it because I'd be stuck in the loop of judging myself and being upset and forcing myself to do things. So this is the real way to permanent habit change is that we have to be investigators in a non-judgmental way. It's so important. I cannot overstate this. Like it's very important to be non-judgmental. Okay. So when I was able to investigate and be like, Hmm, I wonder what's going on. I was able to find the issue. Now, mind you, I wasn't a hundred percent sure this was the issue. You know, I just had the weight creep and I had 
I knew that I wanted to change something. So I started paying attention. And this was one idea. But like I talked about in episode 13, we try things and evaluate. So I just said, okay, well, this looks like it could be an issue. I'm going to try that. So in my evaluation, I noticed this. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to see. So what I tried was this. I started eating at the table. (laughs) I know that's super basic, but I had been eating in the same place my lunch every, uh, like every day for years. So this is huge. My brain grooves were very deep in the sitting on the couch and eating lunch. So the, this idea of going to the table, radical in my brain, in my poor sweet brain that loved to eat lunch at the couch, but it is a tried and true strategy for weight loss, undistracted eating. And of course that makes sense, right? We're, if we're not distracted by something, then we're going to pay more attention to our bodies and we're going to be able to tell when we're hungry and when we're satisfied. I mean, it makes perfect sense. So I, I did this. Okay. I, I, I did. Well, this was my goal. This was what I wanted to do. Right. And it's something to try. Right. So I, I mean, I wanted to do this, but I also didn't. Right. So my, my comfy brain wasn't so excited about it, but I also knew sort of in my heart that this was the right thing to do. Okay. So when I started to try to do this, I forgot a lot, right? So I just find myself eating on the couch and be like, oh, that's right. I was, I'm starting to want to eat at the table. And actually, I even, now that I'm thinking about it, I actually attempted this months ago and just abandoned it. It just, I couldn't even get it started. It felt so foreign to me. That's actually a good point, which I did not think of until now, is that I actually had an entire trial that did not work. But now when I was ready to do it, it was easier. I mean, like I said, I forgot, but, but what happened this time is that I would notice that I forgot, but then I wouldn't judge myself for forgetting. I just noticed and made a plan for the next day. And that could include notes or alarms or this sort of thing can help, but for me, what I started to do is I I always would bring my water bottle from my office to the, you know, the kitchen area. Well, and I used to just put it in front of the couch and then go make my lunch. But now what I did was I put the water at the table. So basic. But if I wasn't forgetting and I wasn't trying to problem solve, then I wouldn't have thought of this, right? So I started putting the water bottle at the table and poof, that worked really well. It reminded me that I wanted to sit at the table. And then, and then I start. so I started regularly being able to sit at the table, right? And then I ate my lunch there at the table and it was no fun. No fun. It didn't feel anything like watching TV and sitting on the couch felt. And I did not love it. So because I was committed to this idea, I thought about what I didn't like about it and I just noticed what it was. And what I discovered was that it was brain chatter. I would sit there and my brain would just talk and talk and talk. Now, the great news is it wasn't mean. 
which a lot of us can just have mean chatter. And often, and let me tell you something, that'll be a really big reason why we eat with distraction is because hearing the meanness is just, forget it. But at this point, my brain is pretty good at not being completely mean to myself. Not a hundred percent, but pretty good, but it just wouldn't stop. It was just thinking and talking and, you know, so much stuff. And I would wanted some peace. Like I had wanted to be relaxed at lunch and this was not relaxing. So what I learned is that, and what I had to discover for myself is that eating is not the same as relaxing. Now, I know a lot of us conflate the two, right? Eating and relaxing. Often, like at the end of the day, we are able to relax and we're eating. And so we're making the two mean the same. They're not the same. Eating is about feeding your body, giving yourself fuel, nutrients. Relaxing is another important need we have, but it does not have to happen with the eating. Isn't that, I mean, when I, when I sort of put that together, I was like, whoa. (laughs) Now, when we tease these things apart, it's so much easier to see, right? If I wasn't able to notice that, then I couldn't have made that connection for myself. So I made the decision then that eating was eating and relaxing was relaxing. And if I needed relaxation, I would make time for that. And I would do that in a different way than eating. But I was going to eat my food because when I was hungry, of course, I'm eating. And then separately, if I needed relaxation, I would do that. Because as it turns out, I didn't always need relaxation at lunchtime. Sometimes I did, but sometimes I didn't. Sometimes I would just eat my food and be ready to go to work. And it was much easier to be able to go to work if I wasn't full. If I was just satisfied and I was ready to do it, great. And then if I needed relaxing, I could do that. I could read a book. I could put my feet up for 10 minutes. I could do, I could even watch a show, but just separate of eating because that way I could know that my eating was being taken care of as fuel for my body and the relaxation was something else. So then the table became super easy, right? Because of course I'm going to sit at the table if I'm not doing anything else. And then I'm sitting. I have, I have a nice view out my window near my dining table. I just sit there. I eat. I notice my signals. Ta-da. And so, and the reason I'm even reporting this now, because I do want you to know about these, about the steps, but I noticed that I had no desire to eat on the couch. And that was amazing. I was hungry and I went straight for the table. I'm so proud of that. (laughs) Because let me tell you something. I really did this for a very long time. Very, 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 very long. I changed a really well-worn habit. And when I noticed that in my brain, I got so excited because my brain offered, oh, it's lunchtime. Let's sit at the table. Beautiful. There were so many little pieces that needed to be seen and understood and addressed And I was able to do that because I was willing to notice what was getting in the way of the new habit I wanted to install. 
So it's not as simple as like, oh, just make yourself sit at the table. No, there were there was the chatter I had to figure out. And then there was the why it felt strange. And then there was the separating the food and the relaxation. All that just to sit my butt at the table instead of the couch. So with any habit change, there's a great reason why you're doing it the way you're doing it and why you're not doing it the other way. And so all these things have to be noticed and addressed if you want that habit to become effortless and to become a habit in your brain. It took a willingness, non-judgment. That is such an important piece as I tried and failed and curiosity to find what was in the way and some persistence too. And voila, I get my habit change. Some habits you want to change will be easier than this. So not, you know, they may have all these steps, but some of them are super easy. And you may do the, all the steps without even really noticing, but some habits will require lots of trying and failing and persistence and curiosity and lots of practicing non-judgment before the new habit takes hold. And that's okay because the outcome is so good. I just love knowing that it's possible. Now, I've seen it in hundreds of clients, of course, but I love telling you about this because I saw it happen in my brain. I knew what it felt like to want to sit on the couch all the time, and then my brain did it differently. I retrained the brain. It's possible. I just love that. It feels miraculous that the brain can be changed. And so I'm celebrating that here with you and breaking it down so that you can see what's required. Change is possible. It's such good news. It's such good news. And, and it does not have to be painful, right? There, nowhere in there was I forcing myself to do it. Nowhere in there was I just, you know, muscling my way. I had to uncover those layers and then it made sense to eat at the table because I would, I could relax in a different way. I did not have to combine relaxing with eating. I couldn't have seen it that clearly unless I tried something and then evaluated that change. Again, that's what we talked about in episode 13. So go back and listen to that one if you want to hear more. But if you're ready for some habit changes that lead to weight loss, I can help you. I can help you with this process. Just go to my website, stephaniefinemd.com and click on the lose weight with me button and we will get to talk all about it. I really look forward to that. You can do this. And then once habits are changed, it's effortless to lose weight. Effortless. Like, can you see how it is? Like now it's no problem to go to the table. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to effort around it. And so it's possible for you too. I'm sending you so much love. Have a really good week. If you follow, share, rate and review this podcast, you'll be helping it reach others just like you and making their journey with weight loss and fertility just a bit easier. Lighten their load. Share in your groups and social media. Thank you, fabulous. Fabulous.